Welcome again to the Strange Brew Podcast. I do have another great honour and privilege today. You may recall the unmistakable voice of Eddie Grant there, and that's uh, I'm the One from his uh, new album, Pleasance. And also, Eddie's also chosen his uh, 12 Desert Island Discs. Eddie, um, I have to say, uh, you've got so many strings to your bow. Uh, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, producer, record label head and mogul, and now DJ on uh, forthcoming on the United DJs radio station? Yes, that's the truth. I mean, certainly the position on United DJs, thankfully, I, I know Mike Reed, who we share a lot of history with, as do I know Tony Prince, who was fundamental in 
changing radio in Europe with his Radio Luxembourg uh, venture. They've asked me to, knowing that I've done my stints at the BBC World Service, I was not a stranger to broadcasting. So I was asked by Tony through Mike, uh, what do I think? Would I like to try and bring something different to this station? And I said, yes, of course. Hence the uh, Eddie Grant's Ring Bang Time on uh, United DJs Radio. Can you also tell me about the opening uh, track on the show today, um, I'm the One? Yes, I'm the One is the track that uh, I extended that which I do into that which I am doing at this time. It's all experiment, mm. but, you know, if I may say so, a nice song, good commercial hooks, and uh, deserves to be heard, and people make up their mind whether Eddie Grant's going to get another wackaroo or not. Yeah. Now, I'd like to sort of, first of all, talk about some of your uh, tracks that you've chosen for the show today, and it's uh, really in terms of going from your your new album, you, you've you've chosen a, a real broad melting pot of, of, of mixes uh, for the show today, starting um, with Papa Chunks uh, by Roaring Lion, an incredibly huge figure on the cla- uh, Calypso scene. That's correct. Roaring Lion is, uh, I say he, is, he has passed now, but he was the longest living Calypso singer and writer and thinker, and he was my mentor. Of late, when I got to know him, he was about 86 when I made Papa Chunks with him. And he showed so much vitality and wanting to know, like myself, about the future and those kinds of exotic things. So we, we, we bonded very nicely, very easily. And uh, it's one of the songs when he sang it to me that I got instantly in love with. And I said, you know, I would like to make a ring bang version of uh, of this song, although it was about 60 years old at the time. And he was uh, obviously very pleased and so on until it came time for him to record it. And at, at that time, he said, oh, man, this I made this 60 years ago. What different can you do with it? You know, I, I'm tired of this kind of thing. I said, no, 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 lion. Please, trust me, you will be out there with all the younger guys. They will love you. And it came to pass. He said to me one day, he says, you know, my name is Roaring Lion. He says, but now when I walk down the street, all the young children shout out, Papa Chunks, Papa Chunks. I said, well, there you are. That was the idea. And that was from his final album, I understand? Yes, it, it unfortunately it was from his album called Viva the King. So he went out on a high. Oh, he certainly did. It's one of the most fantastic funerals that I've ever uh, attended. I mean, unbelievable. Who that? That's the Roaring Lion man. That's the Papa Chunks man. You don't understand? <laughs> Watch me. That's the you whine and you wiggle and you jump and you turn to the ring bang with the lion. Me say you whine and you. Hold the tongue right up, straight up, Mr. Lyrics to the max. Say, 
because I got the luck, the looks, the wear on them, the pluck. It's jealousy that really have them so in dread. The women and them want to take me head. Oh, they call me Papa Jones. The girls and them call me Sunkulums. Oh, they talk, they call me Papa Jones. The women and them call me Sunkulums. Was in order to touch me, this day did of course put on a glove and touch me very light. Silk cotton mattress for me to sleep at night. Bathe me in milk and as a towel rust to rough. They rub me with a sweet little powder puff. Whoa, they call me Papa Jones. The girls and them call me Sunkulums. I hear they talk, they call me Papa Jones. The girls and them call me Sunkulums. Christmas night, deep blue eyes and my skin was really white Velvet hair flowing round my head Five point star, all the veins on my forehead Girls from everywhere, around me took the seat To admire the one they call the sheep Whoa, they call me Papa Jones The girls and them call me Sunkulums I hear the gossip, they call me Papa Jones Everybody call me Sunkulums Salary goes small Bishop but again That's too biblical So I became QRC principal I became a doo-doo man And so In my spare time I could sing me calypso Oh, they call me Papa Jones The girls and them call me Sunkulung Sing it out loud They call me Papa Jones The girls and them call me Sunkulung Step up, step up Got the new style come Step up, step up With the roaring lion Step up, step up With the new style come Step up, step up song is uh, No Money, No Love by, uh, is it Mighty Sparrow? That's correct. This is one of the, I think this album was, the album from which this originally came was uh, a 1968 recording. And the band is just so unbelievable. That I chose it over a number of great Sparrow songs, ones that People would probably know a lot more of, especially the aficionados, but uh, No Money, No Love is certainly a very, very special uh, song, and it's got a big tongue in the cheek, you know? As well as uh, Roaring Lion, have you reissued some of the Mighty Sparrow material on your label? We've done what I would consider to be a test uh, run to see how if that could work, but unfortunately, you know, what happened is the music industry has collapsed, so now we have to look at being able to do that online. And I'm sure 
that through the, the good auspices of uh, United DJs, I'll be able to introduce this kind of music uh, a lot more to a lot more people than just, you know, the, the old-fashioned record BBC issue, you know? She closed to leave because John was done and out. All alone he was left to grieve. She had an ex-man in salt. She said, openly, I really love you, Johnny, but you ain't have no money. So what will my future be even though you love me? We can't love without money. We can't make love on hungry belly. Johnny, you'll be the only one I am dreaming of. You're my turtle dove, but no money, no love. She to understand Listen mister She tell Johnny Level me blasted hand And make up your mind We got to break up this lime She said poverty is a crime You got no money Still you tangling me All the blinking time We can't love Without money We can't love On hungry belly Johnny, you'll be the only one I am dreaming of. You're my turtle dove, but no money, no love. Gentleman, let me tell you plain She say I don't want to make a scene But if you only touch me again The police will intervene You ain't got a cent I couldn't even pay me rent I had to give up my apartment You give me nothing to eat Now you want me to sleep on the pavement We can't love without money No, we can't make love on hungry belly Johnny, you'll be the only one I am dreaming of You're my turtle dove, but no money, no love Johnny nearly kill she with blows, poor Ivy ball like a cow. Rip off she wig and it tear down she clothes, the South man I want she know. Oh Lord, what a fight. 
They roll until broad daylight. Charlotte Street was hot that night. She gets some good lick, but she let go some kick and some bite. Singing, we can't love without money. We can't make love on hungry belly. Johnny, you'll be the only one I am dreaming of. You're my turtle dove, but no money, no love. The tracks that you chose have some incredible artists on there. You've uh, then chosen Chuck Berry and Promised Land. I don't need to say why Chuck Berry, but, <laughs> but why Promised Land in particular? Well, everybody knows Johnny B. Good. Everybody knows Around and Around. They know all the Chuck Berry songs. I mean, they, the fact is that they know Promised Land as well. But what they may not know is that Promised Land was also recorded by Elvis Presley and uh, became one of his his big song certainly lies uh, uh, because it's got that it's got a sort sort of country flavor to it as well and a fantastic story. Chuck Berry is the reason that I'm involved in rock and roll. I saw him in the early sixties when he came to visit Britain, and that really changed my my approach to music and everything. It, it made me into who I am. So is he he why one of one of the influences in you kind of picking up the guitar? Yes, he he cemented the whole thing for me. Yeah. I mean, I I've had mentors before. My father was a mentor. The Mighty Spiral was a mentor, and then came Chuck Berry. And it's it's a developmental process that you know I've I've had these great people who have been able to show me a way without actually standing over me with a, a pencil saying this is what it's to be or that is what it's supposed to be. And Chuck Berry was a mentor to the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, almost everyone that you would see written in that list. So he's significant.
song that you've chosen is uh, the Beatles and you've picked uh, obviously Paul McCartney's um, almost solo song uh, yesterday why uh, that uh, song in particular Eddie yesterday again a landmark these were rock and rollers and if this was today the chances are that yesterday would have been a dead song the Beatles being what they were known to be uh, were given that opportunity certainly at radio, to establish what is a really great melody and the perennial as far as songs are concerned. So it's, it's, for me, it's, it's a significant song because it has done so much to establish the Beatles as ace writers. Yesterday from the Beatles, we have the Rolling Stones, and you've chosen Start Me Up. And um, as well as kind of talking about that song, wasn't the Stones recorded at your studios over in Barbados? That's right. The Rolling Stones came here to do their rehearsals and warm-up for their Steel Wheels tour. They, of course, made here their home for a long while. They came... And then they came back with Voodoo Lounge and Mick uh, also was here to do his Primitive Cool albums, etc. You know, we've had a, a good relationship. And Start Me Up, I mean, it's a great rocker, great riff. I mean, as a, as a man who's a man who's familiar with the guitar himself. Really, Start Me Up has, has kind of become the, the second personifier of what the Rolling Stones Ah, it's the sound. It's Keith Richards's uh, aggressive and at the same time loving guitar playing, and it's Mix Bragadocio as a singer and frontman. So yes, uh, start me up is significant.
from the stones uh we are now to uh, marvin gay and sexual healing and there's so many great marvin gay songs that you could have chosen you've picked this uh, classic song which i think was his first single after he left motown yes marvin is uh, i mean and we nearly became very good friends because when he left america and he came over to europe he spent a long time in london before moving on to Belgium, etc., And he was doing the circuit, you know, like with a guy who was a cousin of mine. And I was introduced to him just on the day that I was meant to be leaving England to go to uh, France. And he, he just insisted, man, stay, stay. You know, we can go down to, the, to your studio and jam, you know. And uh, yeah, and, and it's, it's one he was telling me at, at the time. He said, "Man, I, you know, I I love your music, man. I I love that that kind of reggae kind of thing that you're doing, man. You know the sort of." And I said, "Listen, when I come back, you know, and of course, the rest is almost history. I came back, and Marvin had moved on to to Belgium. Then one day I was in the States, and I heard this record, and I said, Jesus." He's absorbed all the nuances of the music that I make and so many other guys in the Caribbean make, and he's put it in a in an American context. You know, bully for him. Great record. Great, great record.
been talking about master singers and Aretha Franklin, you make me feel like a natural woman. I mean, it's a standout, isn't it? <laughs> she made Barack Obama cry while sitting with his wife. You know, I mean, that's, that takes some doing. Aretha Franklin is the preeminent female singer of my generation and generations to come. They don't come better than Aretha. Her playing, her singing is one continuous thing. And uh, she certainly knows how to read a song. Looking out on the morning rain I used to feel so uninspired And when I knew I had to face another day have uh, Led Zeppelin we're going to rock it up a bit Eddie and a uh, whole, whole lot of love that's that's an interesting song um, a bit like some of the uh, the Zeppelin stuff as that's got a real blues core I mean there is a bit of a link to a Muddy Waters track that has has a, a number of the similar phrases and sound yes well you have to remember these guys can't help but show their colours with whatever it is that they do because they are, they are fans. They, I mean, like, we are all fans, but 
these particular white guys who were listening to, to blues recordings in the early 60s got influenced in such a remarkable, remarkable way. I knew Robert Plant, and I know how well Robert can sing. And when I heard Robert absolutely screaming on, on the Led Zeppelin stuff, I thought, Jesus, I didn't even know his voice could go there. But obviously, again, he's, I mean, he's a master singer and this guy with lots of emotion. And he just happened to meet the right guys on the right day. I mean, another band and Robert would have been out like South. But to have met Jimmy Page and Bonham and, you know, they, John Paul Jones, it really was a, a marriage made in hell, probably, you know, but they, they really got on. Uh, onto the groove.
from a track that uh, kind of originated from the blues, we go to the blues and a bit of a sort of an electric blues feel. Howling Wolf and Louise. Yes. The first time I, I became aware of the guitarist called Hubert Sumlin uh, was this track. I had never heard a guitar sound like this. I mean, today, guitars sound like all kinds of things. But with Louise, Hubert Sumlin brought a sound. Eric Clapton is still trying to, to mimic it. Can't. There's just, maybe it's the instrument, maybe it's the kind of personality of the guy. But Sumlin, who was Howling Wolf's guitarist almost throughout his life, really made this record for me special. I mean, Howling Wolf has got many great songs, many, many great grooves. But this particular, uh, Louise, it's uh, beautiful, and it shows off Howling Wolf's voice. He sounds like the wolf. Again, there's no explanation needed why you've, you've picked this next artist. So you've picked Stevie Wonder and you've picked, uh, I think it's the opening song of uh, Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. It's Love's in the Need of Love. Stevie Wonder is 
by stretches the greatest singer alive today and certainly one of the greatest writers alive today. And it's a terrible case of having a person with so much talent who can't get a hit record at a time when there's such little songwriting skill and musicianship and whatever. But this is a situation that exists. And uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, his song, Love's in Need of Love, is very descriptive. And one very, very beautiful song. And I mean, from the many that he's got, there ain't any bad Stevie Wonder songs, <laughs> you know. So this one is, to all my fans and friends out there, this is Stevie Wonder. friendly announcer I have serious news to pass on to everybody what I'm about to say couldn't mean the world's disaster could change your joy and
And next we've got uh, No Woman, No Cry by uh, Bob Marley, Eddie. And um, is it the live version that you're picking? Absolutely. There is no other. (laughs) (laughs) What atmosphere on that show and what atmosphere in the song created by the band and the the crowd? You know what a lot of people don't uh, generally recognize is that an artist, especially one like Bob Marley, stands upon a carpet of very talented musicians that enables them to relax. If the ganja ain't making you relax, the band must make you relax. And in this particular song, I mean, the organ playing, whether it is of Tyrone Downey or Tauta, it's just so significant. It's, It's like listening to Joanne's Sebastian Bach, you know, it has leanings towards white a shade of pale, you know, that sort of, of emotion. And Bob coming in right on top of that, you know, with the, the beautiful drum work and bass of the, the two brothers, Carlton and family man, Barrett. It has to be one of the great, great ballads, live recording that I've heard.
the final song of your Desert Island Discs is another sort of landmark uh, artist and, and no explanation needed. James Brown and uh, Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. And, and uh, you know, some of the, the messages and positive messages from this song kind of emanate in your career. There seems to be a bit of a, a, a resonance there. It must resonate because James Brown was like Chuck Berry, my teacher. I was fortunate enough to be a part of his retinue. When he came over to England in the 60s as a kid, I was able to, to move around with his band to see how he does it. And he does it best. People think that uh, Michael Jackson is brilliant because of James Brown. Like, and there's so many of us out there. Mick Jagger is brilliant because of James Brown. James Brown was a pivotal character in popular music. Whether it's the guys from, from Aerosmith or wherever you're from, um, Led Zeppelin, all got something from James Brown, Prince, and a whole retinue of other artists. His ability to, to overcome terrible, terrible uh, issues in his life, starting from very young and ending up at the pinnacle of the music business is wonderful. It's a great story, and I understand Mick Jagger has already recorded uh, a film of it, uh, and, and it's, it's beautiful. I think that James Brown articulated in Say It Loud and Black and I'm Proud something that needed to be said in the 60s. It needs to be said now, but it, the fact is that he said it first, and he said it in a, in a remarkable way. We'll be home. We like the birds and the- 
did you bring any of that influence into the equals around that period? I know that, you know there's some great material that you recorded, like Black Skin, Blue Eyed Boys. Yeah, you know, no one can make you say anything as a writer if you're being genuine. I lived in a world, and that world is what was written about, and I talked about, and so on and so forth. My mentors enabled me to see the possibility, as I must at some stage have allowed some young boy or girl to see the possibility of being like Eddie Grant and I like James Brown or Chuck Berry. Some of that social commentary in your music really sort of comes in, even at a, you know, an early stage and, and, and continue to, to be as relevant now uh, and, and across the decades, you know, songs like uh, Police on My Back. Yes, I write, you know. I, I, I don't sit there thinking, oh, this is going to impress everyone, or I'm going to use this word or that word. Uh, it's, it's not like that at all. It's very organic. You're living your life in the lyrics that you've written. You've written them because you have lived that life and you you've you've tasted whatever it is that you're singing about and you're hoping that there are people somewhere in the world at least a million of them that will appreciate what you don't have to please everyone i mean i'm sure that there are a lot of people who when they heard black skin blue eyed boys they thought oh boy here he goes talking about black again and whatever it is but it's not that in other words they didn't got it you know you you write and you hope that somewhere along the line somebody gets to hear it. I mean, it could have been stopped at the BBC. It could have been stopped at any number of radio stations. But it wasn't. It's time had reached. Okay, I'm loosening up now, children. Wow. <laughs> Breathe. 
interesting things about your career is that you haven't stood still there's a great song of yours from the mid 70s called hello africa and that seems such a an influence song kind of seemed to mark a real turning point when you've kind of threw away the some of the rock based structures that um were in your material before and you kind of really branched out is that something that you recognize hello africa is a seminal eddie grant song. It was there waiting to be said. I mean, a, a great amount of, uh, of the people of the Caribbean are Africans. And those who are not necessarily 100% African have so much of Africa built into them by the closeness of one to the other. So when I would have gone to Africa and seen that it's not as it has been portrayed in, on the television in England, that Tarzan ruled the world or whatever it is, that, you know, all of a sudden there is a, a realization that you belong to something that is really quite unbelievable. I mean, that they had actual guys who were flying planes that were African and doctors and everything, every discipline. So you get a feeling that, that you are suddenly you're worth something. Suddenly you're a valuable person. And with that, the celebration that came from that, certainly throughout the, the, the Caribbean and places like Brazil and, and other places where, that people understand the, the, the nature of the problems of the African and that a, a young African can see this and feel it and, and and represent it in the music in a way that it's one massive celebration. I was singing this song live on stage and getting magnificent ovations before I was ever a successful solo artist, you know, from Spain to Portugal to Poland, you know, everywhere. People recognize its value.
theme of uh, social commentary seemed to come to the fore with your breakthrough hit I, I guess certainly over here in the, the UK and in, in parts of uh, Europe which is uh, living on the front line that seems to have got that, that, that reggae feel as well yeah well you know I don't necessarily deal with the, the names and the brandings and so on though I've come to appreciate over the years how important it actually is and how powerful it is you have to remember that I was living a life between the years of 1972 and 1979 when the, the living on the front line would have come forward. And I'm actually speaking the truth. And so under normal circumstances, British radio would never have played that song. But there was kids in Slough who were dancing to it and you know, reacting to it in town halls and so on. And that brought it to the attention of Nigel Grange, the great Nigel Grange who has lately passed. Knowing the kind of person that I am and, and the independence that I sought, he tried his best, you know, within whichever way he could to make me realize that if we didn't come together, that the industry would would blank me totally because I had my shot with the equals. And I suppose through the inspiration of God, I heard the truth from a man's mouth. And uh, we came together with his Ensign records and my ICE records and did something that under normal circumstances would never have happened in England. 
I mean, living on the front line was just not going to be the, the, the big record that it was meant to be. We need more songs like that today as well. Oh, my God. It, it, you know, but everything has become so corporate and people are so afraid. The world has become so polarized and fundamentalist and whatever it is that to give vent to real emotion. I mean, Bob Dylan would never have happened today. It's, uh, these are the things that, that worry me about, about music and where we're going and how we're going to take it there.
the lyrics work on a number of levels. So, you know, a song like I Don't Want to Dance, it can mean a love song, but it can mean other stuff. And you've yeah. talked about that, you, you know, being a writer of protest, and, but that a song like that kind of yeah. feels like it, 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 it works on, on a number of levels. Is that something you recognise as well? Well, that's, uh, that's very true and amazing that you picked up on it. Uh, I come from a Calypso background. As I said, the first artist that would have inspired me would have been the mighty Sparrow. And he is a master technician uh, in double entente. And as a result, from a very young age, I found myself able to write Calypso and to articulate words in that idiom. That would amaze you. And so, obviously, as time went by and I found myself in a stronger and stronger position in the music business, I said, I made it, I dedicated uh, a lot of my time to a renaissance in Calypso and by that being involved with the music and the songs and trying to promote in any way that I can, shape or form. Mm. Talking about a song that works on a number of levels is, is a, a track that, that, that took you into the stratosphere, I, I guess, as a, a, an artist, and that's Electric Avenue. But again, that works on so many levels is that someone could not... You could just... I'm going to rock down to Electric Avenue, which yes. on the face of it, you could say, I'm going to have, you could have a, a party. Yes. But ultimately, you know, I, I understand that the, the links to that is kind of the Brixton riots. The secret to Electric Avenue is not in its hook. The secret to Electric Avenue is in its lyrics that precede the hook. It sets you up. It, te- it tells uh, it's of an anguish of a, of a person or a man or a group that finds himself in a certain position. And so they're going to rock down to Electric Avenue, whatever it means to them. You see? But it, it, is, it is those words. Now in the street, there is violence. There is a serious, serious, serious component there. You know, I mean, I'm not going to go through line by line, but the, the opening phrase of the song sets you to understand this is a serious song. It has done that uh, throughout the years. I mean, it will come back and it will be number one again somewhere else and, and, and so on. It, 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 is, it is a perennial. It's there forever because it's saying something that is fundamental to human beings.
Park Avenue. And then we'll take it higher. Your song, uh, Give Me Hope, Joanna, which is, again, a massive hit from, I think, 1988. Again, the lyrical side of that is that you were making such a, a pivotal and important point, yes. pitching it in a positive way, in that the positivity has got more power than, than pitching it in an angry way. Yes. Is that something you kind of see? Positive on the album, Reparations, there is. You've got to be positive. Positive has got more value. Even in the sound of the word, positive, it's got uh, an added value. And so, therefore, when you write uh, about something that you care so much about, you have to pitch it into the positive so that as people hear it, it impacts on them in a positive way. And you would have to be a madman not to like it. The melodies and, and the rhythm and the, and the lyrics are so beautifully woven together in that, that record. It, it, it's a really, uh, you know, vibrant production. Yes. It's one from the maker that uh, one could look back. I mean, if it was the only song that I've ever written, I'd be happy.
Almost at a time, Eddie. Um, I'm just thinking about songs from uh, Pleasance and what may wrap this up. There's a lovely song that's a real sort of plea for harmony. Uh, Let's get started. Um, that, that's a, a real favourite of mine. Is would that? Do you think that that would be a, appropriate to close with? Yes. Uh, the, the the fact of the matter is, regardless of who we are and where our roots or recent roots come from. There comes a point, even with your brother or your mother or your aunt, that you will fall out. You will not be in accord. But it doesn't have to be forever. And so if it's not going to be forever, then why don't we just get started now? Now, this minute, instead of wasting time. Nobody can be angry forever. So... um Eddie, I, I wish you all the best with your, your new album. We've heard a, a selection here. I wish you all the best with uh, bringing Ring Bang and uh, your music and uh, the, you know your influences to, to the masses uh, through uh, United DJs. I understand that it, the station launches in, in March and, and you and uh, all those uh, fabulous DJs will be uh, sharing, uh, sharing your, the, the music that, that you yeah. love to the world. Those guys, you have to understand, they are the pinnacle of British broadcasting, European broadcasting, and world radio. I mean, these guys uh, have brought, they, they made the rules. They, they made the rules. And without them, mm. I would never, uh, through the equals, I would have never been successful because they had to take that chance on Radio Caroline to play that music and to play that music on Radio Luxembourg, you know, it is in the hearing and, and people expounding on, you know, what they think about you. And so and they don't always have to be right, but it is through those guys. I view them all. Dave Lee Travers, Mike Reed, you know, Tony Prince, David Simons, all these guys, I, I, they're giants. And it is, you know, I, it is an honor to, as they say, serve alongside them. Uh, in this new 
uh, venture of mine. I mean, it's 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 wonderful. So basically, everyone needs to uh, to get onto the uh, United uh, DJs website, uh, listen out for for your show, and and also the the many DJs that are there, and uh, really listen to the uh, the mix of music that's uh, that can be found there very soon. That's correct. It really will be an eclectic mix of music going from the 50s coming right up. I mean, music is music. Great music is great music. It's only good or bad. And uh, I think that you will find more good and more clever uh, use of music on United uh, DJs Radio. Lovely. Thank you so much for your time, Eddie. It's uh, It's been a real privilege to talk to you. And, um, you know, for a change, as well as talking about your music, really, um, hearing about the, the music that you love, a very small taster of, of what we uh, we will see with uh, your show on the uh, on United DJs radio station. Correct. Thank you very much. All right. Take care, Eddie. Thanks a lot for your time. Okay, mate. Bye-bye.